0: Welcome to the Warriors of Education podcast, bringing you heartwarming and real conversations with teachers on the front line of education from across the country. I am Karen Sarah Watson, and I am a teacher. This podcast is for those who want to better understand the experiences of today's teachers. Come join us. Welcome to the Warriors of Education podcast. Today, I have Carolyn Masias, who is a theater teacher at the Cherry Hill High School West in New Jersey. Carolyn, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for coming. So tell me, you are a theater teacher, so I'm very curious about what's happening, A, with high school right now, what's happening during the pandemic with theater. Can you tell me about your experience?
1: Sure. So um, I feel very lucky that I have a very supportive district in terms of the arts. Um, and we do quite a bit of theater during the year. So um, my, my year is basically made up of about five or six shows. We do a fall musical that's typically we, what we call our family musical. We're K through 12 district. So what we try to do is include um, elementary and, and middle school students in that production. And um, that's usually our first musical in the year. And then we do a winter play. Um, and we, I do a lab theater, which is usually something, I get to do experimental pieces. And then we do a spring musical. And then we have this fantastic end of the year one act play festival competition that we end. So this year we started, um, our fall musical was Matilda. Um, very successful. It was wonderful. I love Matilda. <laughs> I <know. laughs> And um, we did The Giver as our winter play. And then for my lab theater production, I worked with, um, uh, we have a, a group at Cherry West called Latinos at West. And um, we have a, a, a Latino population. So we decided to create a production of folktales from, um, uh, South America and some other countries and do a dual language play, which we created, and we did that. Then our spring musical, we were taking such a risk and we were gonna do We Will Rock You, the musical. (laughs) Wow. No, nobody, we had lost the rights to Mamma Mia, and I just decided we were gonna do We Will Rock You because I like Queen, the kids love Queen, and we were literally, I would say, a month away from opening when they shut us down. Now, my sister's school, um, which Cher Hill East had done their first weekend of their musical. Um, their, their auditorium was being renovated and they had done it in our auditorium and they got the first weekend in and then they were shut down. And so that's basically where we were at the time. So. That's, right. That's so now t- tell me
0: how, how are you navigating teaching theater? I, I I'm, I'm personally am a theater teacher for uh, just, Right now I'm teaching pre-K and K online, which is fine, but, you know, it's so different. So I'm so curious being a high school theater teacher, what it's like for
1: you. So um, my, my course schedule, I teach public speaking and theater. So I teach, um, it's a dual, it's actually a dual credit public speaking class. Kids get um, college credit for it. And then my theater classes. I teach an acting class, an actor studio class. I teach a living theater, which is a general ed, and I teach a play production theater class, which is a technical theater class. Um, it's been difficult. Um, actor studio. I've I've been using. There's there's a program where Google. Uh, we'll go, we use Google Classroom, um, but there's a great program Flipgrid. The kids have been recording themselves and uploading monologues and I used it for my public speaking class which was really great um, because they were able to record their speeches and I was able to watch them and comment Um, and the play production class has been the most difficult because a lot of the kids in that class have no um, theater background so what I usually do is I take them into my auditorium and I show them the lighting board and I show them the sound board and, you know, all those things. And, and it's a semester course. So we started in late, I think the, it was January 31st when the semester started and we, our last day of school was March 13th. So, um, I've just been trying to, let, I've been sharing videos with them and having them comment. Um, they were in the middle of building 3 d models I went up to school to clean my classroom the other day, and my classroom was covered with their 3D models that were drying <laughs> so yeah that's been the most that's been my most difficult class. My living theater class, which is most of my classes are semester classes my living theater class was a full year class, so I had a really good relationship with those kids and we've been just um, doing discussions about different you know types of theater watching. Um, performances. Um, I did that with my actor's studio. Um, uh, the Public Theater has great videos that they've shared, and I was sharing scenes and having them critique actors because it, that was the most difficult thing to do. Um, I've had uh, Ben Lippitz who is uh, an alumni of my high school and a good friend who was on the national, he's been on the national tour of Lion King for a I shouldn't say a billion years, but it feels like that. Um, he actually did a master class with my kids. Um, I had reached out to uh, another student who's a customer for um, uh, in Las Vegas, um, and we actually didn't get it organized. But that—that's what I'm looking to. If I have to go back in the fall, is to try to, um, you know, reach out to people I know and maybe do some master classes. It's—it's it's just been difficult as a theater teacher.
0: Yeah, um, so are you doing scene work with them? Are you? So
1: I had left school to do scene work. Um, I I thought about doing that. I'm not quite sure how to do it, and I didn't have enough time to get myself organized to figure it out, so we did monologue instead. Um, but I I I need to look at that for the fall so that I can see how I can implement that because my feeling is that we are going to either be online full time on the fall or partially in the fall yeah, this is I mean I keep
0: wondering what's going to happen to the arts myself, and I'm curious what you have to say about it because we as in the theater community you know we we are, we rely on on um, not just communication but like physical presence and being with each other and you know touching and you know whether it's shaking hands or just you know right. dancing together. So, how do we go forward as, as arts teachers?
1: Well, that's an it, it's interesting you ask me that because um, I'm in the Philadelphia area. I have a former student, Amber Cushing, who is a playwright, and um, last week um, she was part of a virtual production um, that was done on. Um, I think it was done on Zoom. There's another platform and I, the, it just went out of my head. And that seems to be, you know, I, I feel old, but a lot of young people are going to that platform. And it was really interesting. It was an interactive piece, which she's, she has done. And she actually wrote um, this play called The Maryland Women, which was an interactive piece um, that I did with her for the New Jersey Fringe, um, actually performed in it. And um, she's thinking about doing that because it was a series of monologues together. So I had been speaking with her and I said, maybe that you could write something and I can do that kind of, I, I can do that with my students and do some kind of virtual production to start the year off. Because first of all, you know, we're high school and you know, a high school musical has a billion kids in it because that's just the nature of high school. So, you know, I don't see how we'd be able to do. We will rock you. Our plan is to do it again in the fall. Um, but in terms of other work, and I, I was thinking maybe that's somewhere we're gonna go. Maybe that's dur- direction. I feel like, and and I now that you know you're in Brooklyn, I'm in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. We've been hit the worst, and I know other places are opening up, but we're so densely populated. I just feel like we're gonna be hit, our area is gonna be hit again in the fall and I have to come up with a plan to work with, you know, work virtually with my students. And I think they would be up to, um, I think they would be up to doing something interesting like that where that, that we do a uh, live interactive, you know, Zoom production or something like that. It was really interesting and I'm, I'm learning, I'm watching more and more of these productions to get more ideas about how to do that.
0: Right, well, I'm taking an acting class right now on Zoom and it's been really interesting and there are ways to do it. Yes. It's definitely not the same. And no. I feel like, um, how are your students dealing with it? Because I feel that at their age, they need this type of interaction.
1: They need this type of community. So how do you deal with that? Well, and, and I think that's the hardest part. And I'm the same way, um, because that's my background. Um, I think theater people, that's who we are. So it was difficult. Like, they were, first of all, they were devastated, my seniors, losing their spring musical. Um, and they've, they've had a hard, the, the kids have had a hard time. You know, I did a survey with my students At the end of the year and just ask them you know how they felt about remote learning and and one of the biggest they miss being in school and it's not so much you know the education it's the interactions and my theater kids um and i you know i feel like i've built my program up over the years that i've been there this is a second career for me and i went back to teaching um theater and i feel like you know we are a family and we've missed that it's it's um it's just been, you know, devastating to them to not have that, you know, that's what gets them to school every day. So doing work online is okay, but the things that kept them in school every day for a lot of kids are the um, extracurriculars and the sports. And not having those has made it more difficult to do the everyday stuff.
0: Right. So do you do you find yourself just having these conversations with the students a lot? Uh, yeah.
1: As a matter of fact, um, two days ago, I have this tradition with my seniors where I um, bring the, I give them a gift closing night of the musical um, after, you know, our spring musical. So the other day I packed up all my gifts and I drove them around and dropped them off at all their houses, you know, um, and and yeah, I just it's just been such a difficult teaching theater and any kind of even like, you know, I talked to the vocal teachers at my, my high school. It's, you know, we, I was just actually speaking with one of the vocal teachers, you know, because they're talking about limiting class sizes and she she was questioning how, how do I teach when, you know, a, a choir that's, you know, 70 kids that need to work together. And that's kind of, the things that we talk about but the kids have the kids have been troopers I have to tell you they really have um, and they're wonderful about it I think that I'm I'm trying to encourage them all to when they get can my seniors especially go out and still do theater just because you're graduating I have quite a few kids who are going into theater um, so uh, to major in theater so it, I don't know it's just it's been so weird and difficult
0: <laughs> bizarre it's just a yeah. really bizarre time i'm and in terms of you know we're all going to go under budget cuts how supportive is your community with your programs your arts um, programs at your schools
1: oh very very supportive and and that's again one of the luckiest i feel very lucky i have this amazing principal who supports everything i do um you know i did laramie project uh i did 110 stories um um, my,
0: I'm very close friends with Sarah Tuft who wrote oh, it.
1: Let me tell you the kids, yeah. that is the show. My seniors who are graduating wrote me notes and said that was one of the most amazing experiences. They, I ever. can't wait
0: to tell Sarah Tuft that she will um, be very happy we did to it. Hear. We
1: did it last year and it was phenomenal. And you know, there's a lot of language in there and, and it's pretty, um, uh, graphic and all, they've always supported me in everything we've done on stage. So they, as far as I know, there are no cuts right now um, to to any of our arts programs. And I know that some that's usually where cuts go. We just don't know what the fall's gonna look like. So and that's including athletics, you know, what they're gonna allow, what they're not gonna allow. Like everything's opening up in New Jersey right now, but who knows? It could all change in August if if numbers go back up.
0: So, what are they telling you right now? Is there are they giving you any sort of hint about anything? No,
1: actually they haven't, and I think they were waiting to see what the governor um, would say, and I think that's where they are. They do have committees ready to um, to work on, you know, again distance learning if we need to to go there and prepare us for it because <clears throat> we went out. Uh, it was March 13th. and it was a Friday, a Friday after, uh, after school, and I was on my way home. My son, um, both my sons go to the high school I teach at. My son is actually, my older son is a senior, and he's graduating. He's actually going to Culinary Institute next year of America. I hope he's going in the fall. Um, and I remember saying to them, grab my stuff. I just had this feeling that... Um, we were going to be out and we got home and I guess it was about 3:30 because the other high school had a production that night when they, they closed everything. And it had turned out that somebody who had been at the theater um, to see the musical, the other high school's musical, the week before had um, tested positive was in the hospital. Um, he was very, very ill. He's, he actually just, I believe, just got out of the hospital about, two weeks ago, oh my god! Yeah, he was on a ventilator and everything. It's really miraculous, but um, they decided to shut us down. So we, we've been Google Classroom for a long time. We're pretty paperless in my um, building. And so we kind of just jumped on Google Classroom, um, but we, we were kind of, at the beginning, it was just everybody just get on and do whatever. And then by April 20th, grades started to count. That was the date that they said, okay, we're gonna start to count this stuff. And then because they had to distribute um, technology to the kids, not all kids have technology. So it was a whole process. So there was no preparation really, it was kind of what we're doing. So the hope is that we'll kind of do PD and some in-service this summer to kind of prepare us if we need to. And that, like for me, that would mean meeting with the theater teacher at the other high school so that we can come up with a plan and sort of be on the same page for the classes that we teach. I think that would be helpful.
0: Right. Right. It's, it's just, it's a complicated question because nobody knows. I don't know. I, no. I'm in fear of my position being cut uh, just because uh, I'm an elementary school theater teacher. Right. So it's, it's scary and I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad to have a theater teacher on here because I think people need to know what, how important it is. Do you have any stories to share about just some inspiration about your program, what your program has done for some of your students? Um,
1: I think, I, I just, I could talk about my kids all, the, all day. Um, and this year with my seniors, um, I, in particular I have a student who's my, who's been my stage manager for the last four years. Um, when he started really bright, super smart kid was going to go into medicine, loves chemistry, but, um, found his passion for stage management and he's going to Mason Gross in the fall. And, um, he, um, you know, not ending the year with him, I think was really hard for him as well to not have that kind of closure, but I what he's learned and what he's done, you know, over the last four years. I've watched kids, you know, find their place and their people, so to speak at school through theater. And that, you know, this year I've had a few kids going into performance. Um, one in stage management. I've had a students go into costume design. Um, I have a former student, Caitlin Johnson, who was she's not working right now. She was, um, uh she's a dresser at Mean Girls. Um, you know, it just um it's it to watch them because that was me in high school. So I went to um Syracuse University. I, I got my BFA in acting. So did I. I went to you
0: Syracuse. Did? Yeah, I got my BFA in musical theater. Yep. Class of ninety-two.
1: Oh well I'm class of eighty seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we both know Jerry Clark.
1: Okay. Yes, yes. Love Jerry. So that's so funny. So after college, I, I sort of thought, I didn't think I wanted to do that anymore. I went back to grad school, thought I wanted to go into arts management, maybe dramaturgy, went to Villanova for my grad, ended up um, you know, working um, in the arts and then ended up working for the shoestring players. They're, they were in residence at uh, Mason Gross with um, Joe Hart, who I learned so much from just working with him. And uh, I was going into the classroom doing educational outreach and realized how much I loved it. And so I sort of switched. I decided I was going to leave and go into to, to education. I went alternate route into theater. And um, I knew I couldn't just teach theater, so I had to get certified in English. And I, if I, it's such a bizarre story, but I ended up at the high school that I went to. Wow, I was look I had met my husband in the process moved back into the area because I was living in North Jersey at the time and then moved back here and ended up at the high school. So the connection for me there, you know, that's where it happened for me. And that's what I try to share with my students. Uh, I know how important um, doing theater was for me in terms of just getting my academics done, you know, I don't like to hold that over kids' heads, but they, they know they have to do the schoolwork in order to keep participating in the theater. And, but that's what keeps them at school, you know? That's what keeps them there, is is knowing that they get to do that all the time. And so it's that passion that you try to share with your students all the time. Um, and, you, and that love for what you do. And, and, and it gives them a voice, you know? Um, especially with the lab theater productions we do. Um, where, you know, with we did 110 stories last year. Um, it was incredible because um, they got the opportunity, you know, to, I realized these kids hadn't, they had just been born, you know, when 9-11 happened. And so, we kind of talked, and I brought people in, and and it was just, it was amazing to listen to these kids and and hear their perspective on the world, and it, it's um, that's what I enjoy, and I, I think that's what's so important, and that's why it's important, you know, for right. for for the arts to be in school,
0: right? And we need to keep advocating for it, yeah. especially now with the budget cuts and not really knowing what's ahead. I think I, I feel that theater is. Um, allows kids to have a have their voice like you said and allows yeah. them to express themselves when right. sometimes they don't know how to ex- you know it's hard to express yourself in academics but it gives them that that platform to do that and I think that it's incredibly important for kids who want to do theater and not even do theater I'm sure you have as you said you have classes of kids who are not theater majors or you know or right yeah doing it absolutely.
1: they and you know what it it helps them. I've had kids come back and say to me, you know, I'm so glad I did that because, you know, I, I speak all the time a, a, in the job that I do and it, you know, I have students who went into nursing and, you know, that kind of compassion and understanding that you find from doing theater translates right. over to other other careers. And right. Absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Right. It's great. I mean, what
0: you do is, is amazing and right now, I think that it's, it's trying all of us, but it sounds like you're succeeding in what you're doing. I mean, you got, how is your, how are your seniors doing? How are they doing without graduation? How are they getting through with that? It,
1: I have to tell you, so I have a senior yes, <laughs> as yeah. well. And it, I didn't think it would be hard, but it's been um, just a little hard for me, not being able to have closure with my, you know, my theater kids is, has, we did this one act, we call it a festival but it's really a competition and each grade level puts on a one act and it's adjudicated and there's there's trophies and you know, it's a big deal, it gets very competitive but it's the way we end our year and it's always been um, a great source of bonding for the kids and we don't have that. We didn't have, um, we are uh, a member of the International Thespian Society. As a matter of fact, um, one of my seniors, John Blacktis, is a state officer for thespian. We did not have our inductions this year. So those kind of things have just that kind of stuff missing from graduation. We have talked about, well, in July, maybe we can get together and have some kind of event. That's, That's the plan to kind of close out the year because that's, you know, just to see everyone again. That's I know, I know they'll I come back faces. and see. Uh, they'll right. come back and see shows, but it's not the same. It's just
0: right, right. Well, it's it's been so great to talk to you and as a you. fellow Syracuse grad, yes. and theater teacher. I'm just so happy to have you on here. And I think what you're doing with the kids is wonderful. And we're gonna get through this, and we're gonna get them back on stage. And you know, we just it might be a different normal, but you know, yes. I think that theater will will persevere and survive and
1: and and somehow adapt that's what i always think we're just exactly gonna to
0: adapt. Mm-hmm. exactly well thank you so much for, for being part thank of education i wish you all the best with the end of the year with your son graduating and your students and hopefully next year we can get back to you know something 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 normal <laughs> <laughs> thank you all right thank you This has been the Warriors of Education podcast, dedicated to all the hardworking teachers across this country. We hear you, we see you, we honor you. Thank you.